Welcome to the third CMS Pensions Lawcast in our current series. This lawcast focuses on the issues relating to pension transfers from occupational pension schemes, which the current COVID-19 circumstances have created. I'm joined on this lawcast by Alex Nicklin and Amanda Chamings. I'm going to start by saying something about the background to this issue, what rights members have, and the experience we've actually seen on the ground in terms of pension transfer activity. Alex will then take us through the issues that DB schemes have been facing, looking at some of the practical as well as legal issues that have been thrown up. He'll also say something about the predicted rise of pension scams and the role which trustees have to play in protecting members from them. And then Amanda is going to talk about the distinct issues which we have seen DC pension schemes facing. So at the start of this crisis, there was much talk about trustees suspending, delaying, or even banning transfers from pension schemes. That was partly due to concerns that members might need to be protected from potential reductions in transfer values, but also as a result of fears over whether schemes and their administrators would be able to process transfers as we headed into a very uncertain lockdown period. Indeed, indications from the industry are that transfer values themselves have been very volatile over the recent period, which is not a surprise given the turbulence in financial markets. It is also unsurprising that transfer activity has been muted as well. Perhaps members have shied away from making big financial decisions in such uncertain times. Although very recent evidence suggests that transfer activity is starting to tick up again with May seeing a definite bounce back when compared to the low in April. Despite all of this, it's important to note that members' statutory rights of transfer have not been changed. Although there was TPR guidance in late March on suspending DB transfers, and in practice we've seen a number of schemes taking advantage of that and suspending transfer activity for a period. Of course, Whether schemes have suspended transfers or not, COVID-19 is putting trustees and administrators under pressure. And as a result of that, it may be taking schemes longer to process transfers, so there may be a need to manage members' expectations. Delays may also be occurring at the member end of the process, given the extra challenges for members in obtaining the required financial advice for transfers above the 30,000 threshold in the current environment. What's clear is that trustees need to monitor transfer-related activity closely because of the risk of scams that Alex will talk about shortly. And trustees also need to be prepared to notify the relevant authorities if unusual or concerning patterns are spotted. One feature of the COVID-19 crisis, which is obviously not just limited to the pensions industry, is the sheer amount of information and guidance for all those involved in running pension schemes to take on board. Alex and Amanda are going to discuss that guidance in more detail shortly, but it is important to remember that it is only guidance and not legally binding. Trustees must, as always, consider their scheme rules, the wider legislation and their duty to act in the interests of members. I'll now hand over to Alex. Thanks, Pete. So first, I'm going to look at some potential issues for DB schemes in relation to transfers and talk about how these can be addressed. As Pete mentioned, COVID-19 and the resulting lockdown has affected asset prices and the financial strength of many sponsoring employers. 
While simultaneously having the potential to cause practical difficulties with scheme administration in lockdown. Fortunately, there are mechanisms under legislation allowing trustees to delay transfer quotes and payments by up to three months in certain circumstances, which may be useful for trustees. You should take legal advice in relation to compliance with the relevant legislation, but legitimate reasons for suspending transfers might include where issues outside the trustee's control mean that the administrator cannot realistically service the surge in demand for transfers, or to allow time to consider commutation factors, for example, to reflect the weakening financial position of the scheme and to avoid strain on its funds. Legislation also allows a member's transfer value to be reduced after a quote has already been given in limited circumstances where a scheme is in serious financial difficulty. But otherwise, trustees can update commutation factors from time to time for quotes that haven't yet been given to reflect less drastic changes in circumstances. In addition to this, TPR confirmed in its COVID-19 guidance that where trustees suspend transfers for up to three months so that they can review transfer terms or assess the administrative impact of any increase in demand for quotes, any breach of the usual requirements should be reported to it, but it will not take regulatory action. That easement is, however, due to end later this month, at the end of June. A related action that trustees of DB schemes should take is to ensure that their scheme is in a position to generate sufficient cash to meet any spike in transfer requests should that arise. Now, as Pete mentioned, we thought it'd be helpful to look specifically at scams. And just by way of general background, whereas in the past a key concern in the industry was so-called liberation schemes, which sought to release members' funds early, resulting in large tax penalties, nowadays there is more of a focus on schemes that invest members' pots in fraudulent investments or siphon money off, which can result in members losing much or all of their pension savings. The regulators specifically flagged the heightened risk of members being targeted by scammers and unscrupulous financial advisors at this time. For example, this could be driven by the value of members' pots going down due to drops in the market and scammers taking advantage of members' concerns by promising unrealistic returns to members. Other than the fact that trustees will clearly want to protect members from fraud where they can, transfers to scam schemes can also cause a material financial risk to the scheme. If a, if a transfer is unauthorised under the tax legislation, the scheme may be liable to pay tax charges of up to 55% of the value of the transfer. And in addition, the Ombudsman has found in the past that where a scheme did not provide the appropriate warnings to a member about transferring, or didn't stop the transfer if it could and should have done, and the member transferred into a scam scheme, the original scheme had to reinstate the member at its own cost. Now, although the scheme can recover funds from the member to the extent the member has access to funds in its uh, new scheme, the scan scheme, typically there'll be little or no uh, cash available from that scheme. So what can schemes do to protect themselves and their members? There may be some circumstances in which trustees are concerned about transfer and a member doesn't have a statutory right to make that transfer, for example, because of the nature of the receiving scheme, in which case trustees can prevent the transfer going ahead at all. Unfortunately, there are some circumstances where members do have a statutory right to transfer, even where there are serious concerns about the receiving scheme. Trustees can seek to protect the member in their own position by ensuring that any concerns are clearly brought to the member's attention. 
To support this, trustees should ensure the scheme administrator is providing the appropriate scams literature from the regulator and conducting the transfer in accordance with regulator guidance in the industry code of good practice. Carrying out appropriate due diligence on the receiving scheme and flagging any issues to the member are key here. Amanda will also talk about some specific COVID-19 related communications shortly. If your scheme has a website, the regulator suggests it includes a scam prevention page and it's put together some suggested content for such a page. And finally, schemes can also report any concerns about suspected fraudulent schemes to the FCA and Action Fraud, which is the UK's National Reporting Centre for Fraud and Cybercrime. I'm now going to pass over to Amanda. Thanks, Alex. I'm now going to talk a bit more about the impact of transfers for DC schemes. As many of you will be aware, in light of COVID-19, TPR has published specific guidance in relation to the management and investment of DC schemes at the beginning of March and has since been updating it periodically. In particular, there is a specific section in the guidance that relates to member transfers. TPR considers transfers to be core financial transactions, meaning that they need to be processed promptly and accurately. The current situation has placed additional demands on pension scheme administrators, which means that some work streams have been given priority over others. In particular, TPR has noted that both trustees and administrators are expected to prioritise core financial transactions, and this includes transfers out. If transfers are not executed within a reasonable time frame, members could see the value of their investments fall and consequently their transfer value will be reduced. As well as ensuring that transfers are executed in a reasonable time frame, trustees also need to consider how individual members may react in the current environment and ensure that they have all the relevant information to enable them to make informed decisions particularly as a transfer out is a critical decision as it's irreversible and will have a lasting effect on a member's retirement benefits. For example, a reaction to a fall in fund values or loss of earnings could lead to members making inappropriate decisions, crystallising losses, or as Alex mentioned, being exploited by scams. It's important for trustees to monitor the scheme's level of transfer value activity and to work alongside their administrators during this particular time. DC members are particularly at risk if their transfers are delayed due to market volatility, which obviously has also been heightened at the moment. It's worth noting that it's not just the overall time it takes to complete the transfer, but also the amount of time that the members' funds are out of the market, as this means that the member could miss out on potential investment gains. Such delays could give rise to member complaints, particularly if those delays are found to have been caused unnecessarily by scheme administrators and this can often leave trustees in a difficult position. However, even though transfers out need to be executed in a reasonable time frame, trustees and administrators still need to ensure that the relevant due diligence steps are completed, particularly given the risk of scams. I'm now just going to quickly highlight a couple of other general points for consideration, starting with communications. Unsurprisingly, TPR has also issued guidance in relation to communicating to members during COVID-19, which highlights that trustees should urge members not to rush into decisions and to ensure that they are provided with clear, relevant and timely information to enable them to make informed decisions. Trustees should be alert to the risks and support members to make an informed decision by providing them with the usual information, for example, appropriate warnings, details of the risks, 
encouraging them to seek advice from an independent financial advisor or access PensionWise. In addition, TPR has also published a template letter prepared jointly with the FCA and the Pensions Advisory Service, which should be included when writing to members who have requested a cash equivalent transfer value. The letter further highlights important points for members to consider, such as pension scams, and advises members where they are able to access impartial guidance. Trustees should check that administrators are including this letter with their transfer packs. I'll now move on to consider what happens where a member unfortunately passes away before their transfer completes. Whilst this has always been a risk, there has been an increased possibility of this happening given COVID-19. Generally speaking, even where a member has completed all the relevant paperwork, but the funds have not been transferred to the receiving scheme, the transfer is not considered to be complete. This type of situation can often lead to complex complaints from the member's beneficiaries who are left behind, particularly if the delay was a result of slow administration. If such a situation arises, trustees should consider the facts on a case-by-case basis and seek advice where appropriate. Finally, I just want to cover how members can actually seek advice while in lo- whilst in lockdown. Although the markets appear to have shown that transfer activity slowed down in April, recent reports have seen the levels starting to rebound. With this in mind, providing members with information as to where they can access the relevant advice in lockdown is as important as ever. Interestingly, the pensions minister revealed that lockdown had not prevented savers from accessing the money and pension service and that it had been able to adapt its methods to focus on digital and telephone appointments rather than face-to-face sessions with individuals. Independent financial advisors are also obviously adapting to the changing market and following suit by offering members digital consultations. Furthermore, it's also worth noting that the FCA has confirmed it's going ahead with the ban on contingent charging for DB pension transfers with effect from the 1st of October 2020. I'll now pass back over to Pete for a few closing comments. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you for joining us for the third CMS Pensions Lawcast in this series. We hope you found it interesting and useful. If you do have any questions, please do get in touch with us. And we hope that you'll join us again for the next in the series, which will be broadcast soon. Thank you for listening.